Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, the tirade-filled movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, two cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shanahan. And I'm Will Charles. If it sounds like we're on the same microphone, it's because we still are. Uh-huh. Uh, folks, we're damn glad to have you. Folks, this is all for tantrum's sake. We're shared passions and high fives wash away any place for hate. In the end, we encourage you all to love what you love, but for now, the gloves are off. And we're in the same room. Oh my god! Oh my god! All this shit. Um, oh. Will can actually now punch me in the face for all my bad opinions because he is still <laughs> in Chicago. Um, I did a joke when we tried to record this about him staying in my house all week until we record this again. No, no, no. It's been five minutes since our last show. Yeah. Uh, please listen yeah. to our last episode on best Chicago movies and Chicago connections, Chicago stories, mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great to have uh, Will in person and kind of have that repartee on one mic and not try to guess what you, what each other are thinking across you know it's two time zones in a zillion states um mm-hmm. for this episode we kind of wanted to kind of put some more content down and since you're on the road traveling we yes. thought you know what let's do road trip movies and road road movies yeah I, so yeah. our usual format is not going to be there for loves and hates no bell no timer no nothing uh but more about what kind of brings us here together and kind of the, the ups and downs of being on the road will what bring yeah. now now we know what brings you here if you listen to the last episode but tell us about your little travel weekend. Here. I did have a little road trip myself. And I think it would actually make, especially with a great narrator like my Uncle Gary, uh, who is a thinking man and has a lot of great stories, um, it'd make a pretty fun movie. This, be, this would make a good A24 indie? I would say make a good A24. Maybe an it's Amazon creepy, Studios, yeah, maybe. It's uh, not creepy enough for an A24. Movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, talk, not, no talking lambs no, or anything good like point. that. Shit. But um, a, know, a, Amazon's a good place to land. But it's. Uh, we had a good trip, so uh, we uh, drove from um, Chicago to through Indiana and to Lake uh, Dowagiac du- in Michigan. All right. Let's just go with it. Um, yeah. So, you know, a little three-state road trip for my youngest daughter who had gone on her first plane flight the day before. For her to kind of drive through three new states mm-hmm. is a pretty cool experience. But um, you, you do get a uh, – the cool thing about road movies in general is you're, you're looking at the different uh, characters you meet, the different settings you're in, you know, things like that. And um, I enjoyed it because you go from Chicago, which has its, its very unique style, and mm-hmm. um, you drive through Indiana. It's a little bit more rural. And then where we were at in Michigan, it was a very uh, – like a lot of farmland. But there's yeah. also a lot of uh, – uh, fuck Biden signs there, which was interesting. So mm-hmm, that created mm-hmm. a political discussion. You, you don't have to leave the nest here in Chicago far to That's land true. in a good conservative hell. Yeah, That's up, true. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it was, it was kind of nice to hear about like how people make a living differently. And then, you know, also, you know, I'm in Phoenix and um, one thing that we take for granted there uh, is like the majesty of the mountains and yeah. kind of the, the, the wideness of the desert. Uh, you know, because I'm used to it by now. I've lived there for 20 years. So I'm kind of like, eh, hey, whatever, born, right? So I was telling my kids, you know, when you're on the road, it's like, wow, look at this. Uh, look at all the all these trees. Look at this wide farmland. And right. then when we got to Michigan, look at these vineyards and, mm-hmm, and these mm-hmm. miles of crops. So it was just yeah. kind of a that's kind of like what the road movie experience is like too. It's trying to put you in a a different environment. You know, I know the cliche is like, oh, the setting's another character in the movie, and I, I try not to be that guy when I write and say that. But there are definitely some movies where where you're at changes the whole dynamic of the movie. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even some of those Chicago movies we talked about last time, where when you're in an imposing big city, you know, even if it's doubling as Gotham City, it still has appeal. You know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. And uh, yeah, you, and then there's nothing that symbolizes the fact that 
me and my I mean we're not Phoenix is a big city but it's not like the traditional big city you think of yeah 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 but, you it's know like when quiet. you say like a city kid like you don't mm-hmm. you think of like someone growing up in New York or Chicago yeah but we are city kids because we live we live in a big city mm-hmm. um you can tell that because you know me and my daughter my oldest daughter and I have like the most intense farmer's tans mm-hmm. um you know we're stepping in a lake and we're like ooh, gooey you know yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah. we're like scared of little insects yeah. meanwhile like the people out here and out there are just yeah. like whatever they're diving in they're yeah, drinking whatever, and pissing so. yeah we're all for it <laughs> That's us, all right. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the the road trip experience. Okay. You know? Have you had a a? Uh, you said this would be a good Amazon Studios movie. Have you? <laughs> what's been the um the oh crap part like of your road trip? Because nothing ever works according to plan. As a, in a true road movie fashion, have you had a malfunction or fuck up along the way? Uh, this trip, yet. this well, yeah. Don't not, say today at five. Not yet, because today, <laughs> today at five is a funeral, so hopefully nothing okay, fucks up there. No, don't fuck that one. Uh, but uh, no, uh, this trip, I'd say the only thing, and and a lot of Chicago people can feel this right now. But there's uh, they're working on a lot of the uh, oh, freeways right now, so yeah, there's we've got stuck in a lot of stuff. So that's mm-hmm. probably the worst of it. Nothing too dramatic. It is the uh, orange cone season. You are right. But mm-hmm. uh, so. Nothing yet. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, I I wish good luck. No lost baggage on the way home tonight. A sunburn? Does that does that count? Nah, you in Arizona? You that's no, we you, don't. You, well, we don't go outside in Arizona. You, you, good point. Like so seriously, anyway. like. But I was telling somebody this the yeah. other day. My my classroom is. I have the luckiest classroom at my school because mm-hmm. it's it's thirty feet from the main office and the principal's office. Okay, but. And the teacher's lounge. So if yeah. I want to get a drink in the middle of the oh, day on yeah. my lunch break, I literally have to suck it up and go outside and face the heat. So we don't go outside. So I don't get sunburned. We still have 80, 100-year-old buildings here that aren't air-conditioned yeah, for school. You know, Because three-quarters of the year here, it isn't beating down sun. It's cold right. as fuck. But, you know, yeah. but yep. yeah, every school here has, you know, the cauldrons of furnaces, but no, sometimes no air. Yeah. So I'm blessed to work in a building there. So I'll take Yeah. It. So no, no sunburns in Arizona because we do not go outside. It's literally like, uh, like an apocalyptic movie where it's like, you can only yeah. go outside for like three minutes before you die. That's <laughs> what Phoenix is like right. right now. So, so road movies, yeah. road movies yeah. are, uh, now with our love hate format, are there, are there, I'll, I'll do what we did with the Chicago show. Are there other road movies you hate? Or like that one's dumb. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I got guess a couple, but you looking, go first. Looking at the list, because you made a list of road movies, yeah, and I added a couple to up. them. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of a a genre that uh, I, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a form of music that I must have missed because I was yeah. looking at your list and I was like, man, I haven't seen a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that has something to do with that. It doesn't appeal to me. I, I, I like the road movie, but I think I have to be in the right mood for it. I agree. Like, I yeah. can't just go to the – like, I, I'm not going to see, like, a road movie. Well, for one, it's because, like any other genre, I think it has its um, – mm-hmm. uh, what's what's the term I'm looking for? It has its uh, stereotypes of what's going to happen. You can kind of mostly guess what's going to yeah. happen in a road movie. Like, they're going to come across this or that. I mean, yeah. you can have the it's really, one of those... sh- really shitty ones like Green Book where Oof. you know exactly what's going to happen at every plot yeah. point. So, you know, it, it doesn't excite me. I get, I do get tired of the, what feels like the formula of, you know, anything that will go, will go wrong, can go wrong. Like right, right. 95% of the road trips we all take in our lives are according to plan. You know, yep. they're not. And very boring. <laughs> and very boring. So they're, they're not planes, trains, and automobiles where everything, right. they, can, they can go wrong, can yeah. go wrong. Now, if you're going to do that route and have that fun, 
can how are your diversions? How are your like how creative can you create your scenarios? Which which feel like attached sketches almost of sorts. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're watching skits on Saturday Night Live. Like what would happen if this little crazy thing happened along the road? Like there's right. always but but too many of them are retreaded. Where there's always a hitchhiker scene. There's always a creepy gas station scene. There's always a <laughs> unintentional racism scene. There's just or a flat tire scene. Or you know how many people are stranded in the middle of nowhere and there's no gas station scene. Like we've, we we are now living in a country where I'm pretty sure you can go to Death Valley and get a fucking tank of gas. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like I feel like some things are are tired and antiquated tropes sure. every now and then. Sure. I like when people subvert them. This isn't a road yeah. movie by any means, but it's my favorite scene in a sequel. Uh, not a sequel, but this sequel, Wayne's World Two. Mm. There's a great moment when um, uh, Mike Myers Wayne goes to like a gas station to get directions, and Charlton Heston is there. Yeah, and he starts just waxing poetic about the, <laughs> yeah. the, the traveling experience. Like if you're and, gonna do that, yeah, and you're then, right. So that, that kind of takes it, you know, the, the wise man. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. takes that to the extreme. So I enjoy subversion like that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's it's you can kind of get stuck in the weeds with a lot yeah. of these plots and things that happen. So it's a, it's, I, I guess it's just something that I have not sought out. So I've missed a lot of them because you've got a quite a big yeah. list to me, the, uh, since we're still on hate, the worst offender recently that pops in my head the most to me is, uh, it's due date. That silly Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey. Never saw it. You're not missing anything. Yeah. This is Barbara Streisand in that. Or am I thinking of a different That's, one? There's um Barbara Streisand has a real movie where she like drives with her son and Seth Rogen. It's called the guilt trip. The guilt my mother loves that movie. Oh, okay. Shout well, out to my mom. Shout out to your mom. For, yeah. <laughs> for she's like, you gotta taste. see, you gotta see this movie. <laughs> Not that my mom is like the, you know, the Mike Myers, you know, Linda character from Saturday Live, where she's like a Barbara fan or nothing like that. <laughs> but she thought that movie was funny enough that I should see. It. Okay. But she did liked, you see it? I did, and I, I did enjoy it. Did you enjoy it because your mom told you to? Or yeah, I, I enjoyed it because my mom told me. Because there's, but it's not bad. bad. So, um, Rogan can when you take the pothead humor away from Seth Rogan, he actually can be a very charming back and forth cool repartee guy he can guy. be a good dramatic actor too see steve jobs i thought he was great <sighs> okay kind um no he was really i mean he's, he's acting he's against fastbender in a one-on-one scene true. that was awesome um but, but no uh, he, but the dynamic with somebody who's as charismatic as streisand he, he, he can hang he can hang okay he's not too big for the room in that or not too big for the, the scene in that gotcha, gotcha. um but no, uh, another one that's but yeah the Galifianakis one is just it is what I'm talking about. They take the tropes where they just throw shit against the wall to see if it sticks. And okay. yes, it's two cool stars, but it's Galifianakis playing Galifianakis, who, mm. who's become his own caricature. Where he's not going to be doing a Steve Jobs movie anytime soon. So <laughs> I wish because I know he's talented enough to do better, but sure. he just keeps playing the. Weird they guy. tried to give him something a little bit more serious with uh, a Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm. It, did, it still you look was, at him and go yeah it's still Zach. it was kind of the jack black king high experiment that's a where great it was like, example it's not yeah. quite hitting for me you know so yeah but uh no what's uh what do you got uh you got a list here what, what else i do um i oh yeah mine's next yours uh yeah. i'll go a little first you know shout out to our ninth favorite 90s guy nick clement out there uh breakdown mm. with kurt russell uh, second yeah. show in a row we've talked about a kurt russell movie going for backdrop breakdown's a tight little tight little thriller love it where it just that that instead of taking a zillion tropes, take one road movie trope and escalate it, and yep. it is and it's the car breaks down. What happens? I I have a list on Letterbox that I'm building, mm-hmm. and it's called stuff I randomly picked up at a blockbuster one day, and it blew my mind. And Breakdown yeah. is one of them because I rented Breakdown. I was like, okay, Kurt Russell, yeah. whatever. But that movie was 
amazing. Like mm-hmm. it, it was, and like you said, it kind of takes the um, the the trope of the outsider on a road trip seeing mm-hmm. things and really escalates it to the next level. Yeah. With, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but my my understanding is that the plot of it is, is that Kurt Russell and is it Kathleen Quinlan uh, are on a road yeah, trip. Yeah, Kathleen Quinlan's in there. Yeah, and, JT uh, Walsh is your heavy. Yeah, and yeah. which is great. You got to have JT Walsh in a movie. And uh, my memory uh, is stating that uh, at the time, uh, they they either stop someplace in a rest area or they go someplace and she's kidnapped by a bunch mm-hmm. of truckers. Yeah. And he has to go try to rescue her, which yeah. is pretty Practical stunts, really good. Yeah. Good great. movie. And it, Russell out there laying underneath a truck doing his own thing. It's yeah, awesome. what's the, what is it that our pal Nick calls it? A pro, 90s programmer? Yeah, the, the term he calls that I've adopted myself as well is, yeah, 90s programmer. Your typical mid-budget 25 to $45 million movie, one good star to sell the picture, and just, yeah, a tight work, not afraid to do our rating, know you get your money back. And mm-hmm. movie, movie, Robert, I don't know what his box office tally was, but I'm sure it made at least its budget back, and then it's had its life sure. on VHS and DVDs. So. I think it was also directed by... That's Jonathan Mostow. He ended up doing Terminator 3? Term, Rise of the Machines, and then he did U571, that good submarine uh, movie with McConaughey. That's not a okay. bad movie at all. Pre-McConaissance. Pre-McConaissance, for sure. Mm-hmm. Pre-McConaissance, but also pre-shirt off on every poster of McConaughey, too. Definitely, definitely. This is yeah. when he was still doing kind of good character roles, like Time to Kill, Contact. Yeah, that would be, that's like, that. like 2000. So, yeah, he was yeah. just coming out of, yeah, some of those hits, of those 90s hits, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the potential there. But anyway, Jonathan Mostow, uh, interesting name. Kind of a, uh, you know, forgotten name of directors, yeah. but knows how to direct a film. I mean, even Terminator 3, which isn't great. I mean, he hits all the beats, mm-hmm. has a good beating and ending, yeah. so good director. Speaking of semi-trucks, and also more Nick Clement <laughs> kind of movies, um, yeah. uh, and shout out to Lauren Knight, our, our recent guest. Uh, <laughs> Stallone's Over the Top is a blast. Yeah. That's a road yeah. movie. Like, same thing, like. Road movie, truck driver stuff, but it's it's still a sports movie in a weird way with the whole it is. wrestling thing. Very niche sport. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, pretty pretty intense movie. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love the bad guy at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. Uh, is that a canon film? I feel like yes, it's it a is. Canon yeah. Film. Okay. It, it yeah, we have our canon fans on, on the podcast here that are mutual friends of ours. Where that sure. that'll go over well. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to remember the dude's line. You know. Oh, it's the, the 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 big arm wrestler guy at the end, the the villain of the movie. Like, um, how did he say? You ain't shit, and just boom, just nails the. I forgot his line where he just looks at the guy. Everyone's of course sweaty and six inches away from each other's faces. <laughs> he just spits sweat in this line, nails this man's hand out. It's awesome. I uh, some of my it just reminds me of that there is kind of a trope of arm wrestling where there's a lot of body horror. Oh, I, uh, I was thinking like, of Twin Peaks: The Return, where yeah, yeah, uh, Kyle yeah. McLaughlin like destroys a guy's arm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow just recently had a scene like that with right. Red Guardian. I, right. There's, there's always some intense, uh, mm-hmm. but to make a whole movie about it oh, <laughs> is pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, that's very Stallone. Uh, like, I'm a crazy for Swayze guy, so another little, a little mm-hmm. aughts and '90s style movie is Black Dog with yep. Patrick Swayze, late career Patrick out. Swayze movie. I think Randy Travis, the country singer's in that movie too. Yep. Decent yep. little like that's more I don't know if it's more of a road movie than action movie that just happens to have semi trucks and shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh what do you got? What's a what's a winner for well, you? Well I got some I mean, there's probably the quintessential road movie that that, that also I think kind of changed the uh the landscape of filmmaking in general mm-hmm. in the sixties, which was easy rider. Directed by Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Um, 
what I like about that is it's it's literally capturing the um, the consciousness of a generation who's mm-hmm. going through life, you know, trying to go against the status quo, and they're yeah. coming up against these forces against them, you know, literally like uh, other suburbs, other places, you mm-hmm. know, going against them. Uh, the only thing uh, I would give that five stars in Letterbox, I give it four and a half, only because I think the ending. Is, you fuckers in your halves. <laughs> I can't do halves. I I just I can't Whole do the, I can't do the very ending. I think the very ending is a cop out. I fair. think whenever this this happened when um, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith directed Clerks, mm. he didn't know how to end the movie, so his yeah. original ending surprise, was surprise. Uh, shut up. Yeah. His uh, original ending was someone comes in and shoots Dante and kills him. Oh jeez. And somebody said, "You don't have an ending, do you? Uh, that's why you did that." So mm. I kind of think that like. You have this nice subtle statement on culture, counterculture, mm-hmm. bit of Easy Rider, and then at the end, a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah, you know, shoot them just for being them. Yeah, and I thought eh, that that's a little too heavy-handed for me. But the rest of the movie is pitch perfect. No, I, movies do like that. Do need to find a coda that isn't confrontation. Like right. you know, like you're working at a convenience store. Ninety-five percent of convenience store workers probably have never had a gun held to their head to exactly. or any level. So, like, you know what? have a conversation, have the closing sign turn around and come back and pretend like that world goes on the next day. Wouldn't be that hard to do. But right. again, for movie purposes, you got to have something. So. Yeah, but Easy Rider, I think, is pretty... I like to put it's myself... Iconic, man. in the. It's yeah. It still hits now, mm-hmm. which is great because you know a lot of older films, they don't hit sometimes mm-hmm. anymore because they've been done to death a hundred times. Right. You know? um, but this one still hits, but also it's just... Uh, I like to put myself in the... The context of the time and think about like wow what was my you know this is probably something my uh you know my grandparents probably saw mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. what the hell is yeah, this these, you know like these hippie guys in their yeah. motorcycles so yeah i, I yeah. kind of love that idea like i uh-huh. like to put myself in that context and, and um really do that that was going to be a question of mine about these little lists or in road mm-hmm. trip movies like which which road trip movie would you want to most be sitting shotgun on well, definitely not Easy Rider. No, no, I, no, no, I am no. not a. Uh, I'm not yeah. an outdoorsy person, yeah. as I've indicated already with yeah. my Michigan trip. Sunburn, yeah, oh my Sunburn, god, oh, Gooey Lake. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, can't take you anywhere. No. But uh, like flying the wall, which one do you want to be on? I know my answer, but I'll let you roll. Well, uh, okay, this is not a very good movie, but um, I would like to do it. Would be fanboys. We talk about that would be cool. I think the movie is awful. Movie's um, awful. I like the, the very the last try. line. The very yeah. last line is hilarious. Where okay. it's like, "What if this sucks?" Like I know, which was true. And yeah. I, and I, I like that George Lucas was game enough to let mm-hmm. them film at Skywalker Ranch. And yeah. of course, there's a Shatner cameo because they got to play up on that. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's a, fun. It'd be a fun crowd to be with. Not a very good movie. Exactly, a fun crowd to be with. Uh, I would say the same thing about. Um, I know. I don't know what your take is on Kevin Smith, but. Hit or miss for me. Hit or miss. I like his early stuff is chasing Amy. His early stuff yeah. is amazing. Somewhere along the way, he just got off the rocker. Yeah. Like, but you I, get to Tusk and. But he's got two yeah. road movies, essentially. He's yeah. got Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. and he's got Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the reboot. Reboot, I got to see it on a big screen, which was cool. Yeah. Um, it, it has a lot of heart to it. 
uh, you can tell it's post heart attack. Kevin Smith, he's got mm-hmm. his intentions are a lot. It's not as harsh. It's very, it's very touching. I welcome that version of Kevin Smith if he shows up. It also, Chasey Amy has a tremendous mind. It also has the return of uh, uh, Holden McNeil from Chasing Amy. He comes okay. in the movie. Ben Affleck shows up, um, and he has he makes just like we were talking about George Lucas. He has a lot of scenes where he makes fun of himself for the Martha stuff and. Uh-huh. Batman. But James Bob Strike Back, I saw that seven times in the theater because Damn. I was a, and God, I hope no one from my school is listening to this, but my freshman year of college, I was uh, mm-hmm. quite the uh, pothead wannabe. Okay. Uh, James and Bob were like heroes. You know, I had a student's cap. Uh, so we that. saw James and Bob like uh, uh, yeah. all the time because, you know, it was just like a, a, a pothead anthem, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a fun road movie and it does have uh, great things. And, and this is the other thing, and this should not surprise you. Okay. But the reason why I love the MCU so much is I like connected universes. I like when mm-hmm. it's done well. People forget the MCU has has done it on a mainstream level. Yeah. But Kevin Smith had he does a cinematic I do universe like that about him. Yeah, people forget that. But when the cool part about watching those early Kevin Smith films is you could watch Chasing Amy and there would be a connection to Clerks characters, mm-hmm. um, or you could watch Mallrats and know that this takes place the same day as Clerks or the day after. Or some characters cross over, some show up in other movies, mm-hmm. just like Marvel movies. Yeah. So James Bond: Strike Back was almost like the Avengers, truly of yeah of its time because it was it like, all smashes together. It's yeah, because awesome. it was like let's bring every character from every Kevin Smith movie together. Mm-hmm. In this, you get to see Clerks again. You get to yeah. see Chasing Amy. You get to see Mallrats. You get to see Dogma. You get to see James Bond: Bob. But then mm-hmm. you also get to see these like twisted versions of Ben Affleck and Matt yeah. Damon and Wes Craven, who yeah, I'm going to talk right. about. I like. My favorite, of course, is um, I love when celebrities poke fun at themselves. I agree. And I love that scene where they're filming Goodwill Hunting 2 hunting season. (laughs) And Ben Affleck's like, Gus, Gus Van Sant, one of the preeminent indie directors. Uh And and he's like, uh, Gus, uh, any direction here? And and Gus Van Sant's just counting money. And he's going, but Ben, I'm busy. I'm I'm counting money. (laughs) You know, just, I love little stuff like that. But but anyways, Sometimes you get some weird crossovers, like Jay and Silent Bob show up in Scream 3, which whatever the hell that mm-hmm. is. But um, I think Jay and Silent Bob, the fact that they go from the quick stop in New Jersey uh, and travel all through the country and eventually end up in, in this twisted version of Hollywood is, yeah. is a really fun uh, story. And uh, yeah, yeah, some of the jokes, you know, it's a little 2000s humor. It's That's not true. quite the same. But I would say that was a quintessential road movie for me because you're on that journey with these ridiculous characters yeah. that should not have their own movie. No. But they do, and it uh, works. It, it works. So uh, The road trip I would be on, Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, I want to smuggle beer across the line. I was going to say, you got you know? to mix a danger in it because you yeah, could get yeah. caught. You Sally know? Field is hot, at least for her era and time. Burt oh, Reynolds sure. is the coolest motherfucker in the world. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got a Trans Am, you know, eastbound and down. Like, just all the fun of that movie and the care, and the people around it would be... Like, don't get me wrong. I'm looking at other movie, road movies like, I don't want to be chased by the law. I don't want to go to Queen and Slim. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to drink that much wine with the Sideways Boys. Dumb and Dumber is a little bit of a haphazard thing. Think, but but I'll take Smokey the Bandit. I think hanging out with side, the Sideways guys would be pretty fun. That would be, you know what? That'd be hanging fun out with Thomas Hayden to, Church would be fun. I think yeah, hanging I'd out with Paul Giamatti of, would, would get tired of Paul Giamatti. Would, not that I like Merlot, because I don't like Merlot, but I would get, <laughs> it would get tired. The, I think, Is that a good road movie for you? Because uh, Alexander Payne has, has Sideways. People call it Nebraska road movie. I can't stand Nebraska. I was in Nebraska. to tears. No. I love Sideways. I, yeah. Um, 
I think the performances are great. I think the movie's great. I think mm-hmm. I, I think it has that. Um, it's kind of like a micro road film because they're totally. really only like in wine country, so they're yeah, not like traveling yeah. across the country. But I do like the idea that they meet like in Alexander Payne fashion. It it, it seems like everybody has life to them, like mm-hmm. a bartender at a restaurant yeah. has a life to him, like a, a waiter at the restaurant. Yeah. You know, it, it, the world seems pretty lived in, and uh, and then. I think Alexander Payne said something about all his movies. He likes to have the most awkward, uncomfortable sexual moments. And <laughs> obviously true. sideways has that amazing moment where yeah. I just think of my dad laughing because he just howls with laughter as that naked, naked it, fat yeah. guy running at the car and then uh-huh. bashing his penis against the wall, uh-huh. uh, the window. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. another one I would put that I would do not want to live in is, yeah. um, and this is a great film and a lot of people think it's not very David Lynchian, but it actually very much is. Is the straight story? Have you mm, seen the straight story? I'm not super blind spot. I need to fix it. Okay, that. I think I don't know if you'd be bored to death or not because it is very it's small. It's super small. Farnsworth has slow. that. And Farnsworth I mean, has that warble where you're either into where he's going. Or yeah, he, yeah. I think he was. He had an Oscar nomination for that. Yeah. I think he filmed it while he was dying, so there's kind yeah. of a there's kind of a uh, uh, this is it kind of a thing. beauty to his yeah. to his role and the film, uh, you know, Lynch in very uh, metaphorical terms and very uh, uh, high imaginary dramatic forms talks about existential angst and dread and and you know like Eraserhead's all about being a father even mm-hmm, though it mm-hmm. involves an, you know a little baby and a, <laughs> yeah. a person living in the uh, thing. Um, but uh, this one deals with growing old and dying. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's literally that is its own. I, I mean, the story is literally about a dude who he's self sufficient. He won't accept any rides like uh, his. He, I think I can't remember where he lives. I think he lives in Nebraska or something. Mm-hmm. And he has to go see his dying brother, Harry Dean Stanton, and he refuses to have his um, his. A little bit, I think she's on the spectrum. Daughter, yeah, Sissy Spacek uh, won't. He won't let her driver him there. He says, "I got to do this myself." So he gets on a tractor mm-hmm. that goes about five miles an hour, yeah. and he goes across country. But he meets all these people on the way. There's moments like where he sees a dead deer in the road, and he reflect on that. But mm-hmm. there's a beautiful scene where he talks about um, being in the war, and he was a sniper in the war. It's just it, it deals with a lot of heavy, yeah, issues about life and death, and. Um, a good and there's the thing a good road movie would take a place with shenanigans and put real people there and that's exactly. a cool thing i actually think a uh, straight story is is a better almost a better version of no man land in my opinion because I, it, t- without it, sight unseen i i'll yeah, back because it deals with the same concept that no man land does it, it kind of deals with these kind of lost groups mm-hmm. of people because as he goes through towns he'll meet you know, he'll meet yeah. struggling farmers or stuff like that. So he's kind of seeing this uh, kind of forgotten culture yeah. of America. It's pretty interesting. I, I know I get shit for this from the fancy pants critics, but No Man Land, because of the presence of Francis McDormand and, and bringing a camera to these very established and supported communities mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. yes, slightly outcast kind of people, it still feels put on. You know, like it, it doesn't does. feel as raw as just the people you meet. You know, it, it this feels... looks like a... I know where to go and these people are here and they exist and let me hang with them for a bit. It's, I'm not saying No Man Land's not genuine. It's just, I don't know. Road movie, it's in a sense. counts as a road movie. But I, sure. I think that, yeah, I agree with you. It feels like the fact that it's using real people 
feels more like a gimmick and precious. Yes. Whereas like with her yeah. other film, her very superior film, The Rider. Agreed. It's almost like it's you so cast real, the real people to play. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. But as soon as I see Frances McDormand, I'm like, I'm in a movie. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. I know she's a fantastic actress, and she's dialing down the firebrand that is Frances McDormand. But I, yeah. I still you get to Frances see her McDormand. shit in the bucket, so you get to see that. I do get to see <laughs> get to see Bush. You know, the, the, oh my, yes, right. Yeah, um, we're going there. Yeah. Speaking, I'm going to sidebar here for a second. We're sidebarring. What pubic hair in a row yes. movies? Okay, here what we go. Ha- okay, so I top re- five pubic hair scenes. So, <laughs> and this involves the same actress. But oh, okay, okay. Whatever happened to seeing Bush in a PG movie? So I was recently oh, watching 1941. S- yeah, and they reenact the scene from Jaws where <laughs> yeah. she takes all her clothes off. Right, you get to see full everything. Yeah, she jumps in the and, <laughs> and then the twist on that one, and it's a little sexual too. Is the submarine comes up from under her and oh. she <laughs> grabs onto the pole naked, and the pole uh-huh. rises her up. Oh, but boy. I'm just thinking. Jaws, Jaws, uh, you know, even No Man Land. I know it's rated R. It's only rated R for that scene, which is Pretty silly uh, because it's not language? sexual. Language? I don't even remember language. I don't remember. But like, whatever happened to seeing uh, nudity in a well, airplane had boobs? Yeah. In a PG movie, whatever happened to nudity in PG? Let's get that back. <laughs> uh, what What do the rules say? Non Non sexual nudity, you can get away with. Like I remember, what's the PG movie where I'm like boobs? Um, and Medicine Bush. Man? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox. Okay. The girl gets out of the lake. Uh, Julie Warner. Oh, and, uh, oh she's. I've yeah. never seen it. She's naked in that movie. She's naked in that movie. Right. There you go. But no, but I think that movie is either PG or PG thirteen, and mm. it's it's non sexual nudity, but it's boobs you know like yeah you look at the rating and you'd be stuck there swamp thing has got the nudity you talked about oh that's that's fantastic well swamp thing has a very interesting history with nudity because Mm -hmm. um they adrian barbeau lovely lovely lady has beautiful many beautiful assets to her performances assets are a strong Um, word to put she um she did nudity only for the european cut of that movie okay so but what happened was that's the other thing we could say about this is that the american culture just doesn't hang the way other cultures do right. where that's going to be here not going to be here. But what happened was, is when they were, because I learned about this research in Progress Craven event, um, when they did the U.S. version for DVD, they actually accidentally put the European version. <laughs> so when they released it, everyone got the European version, and she has full, not full frontal, but just massive Adrian Barbeau boobage. Yeah. And uh, everyone was like, what the hell is this? It's PG. All my kids are watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful anyways yeah great digression (laughs) no um i think um let's jump to number one uh favorite movie of all time for me is uh i'm a split person between national lampoon's vacation because i think clark griswold is the the best movie dad ever because dads are fallible dads are fuck-ups dads are failures first but they're loving and they mean every great intention they do yeah where that's that's I, i know that movie also takes every shenanigan in the world and takes it up but i feel like that did it first um, at least before some of these other movies, but National Lampoon's right. Vacation or Dumb and Dumb. Okay, those, those are my two top row movies. I was gonna say, as as fathers, and uh, I've I've not in a relationship currently. I mean, you're you're married. We all yeah. we all come across the Christy Brinkley moments too, where we mm-hmm. we're driving, we go, holy shit, oh, yeah. my wife yeah. is right here. Uh, but so we've all been there. So we're we're innocent. We're not we're dads. We're not we're dead. Dads. It's, it's we're dad, not, blind not either. dad. We don't have right. an e in there. It's yeah. dad. Um, but no, uh, so Dumb and Dumber, huh? Okay, I, I got you on that one. As, um, as a road movie, I guess that's a road movie. It is, yeah. it is. Uh, what was the great point you were making? Did we do this on the Ruminations of Red Rum podcast, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called? Um, Sorry to butcher your show again, Mitch. <clears throat> what, 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 
we, we talked were, about um, we were talking about we were talking about um, uh, how I hate um, uh, what do you call it uh, method acting. Yes. And didn't you make a point? You were like Daniel Day Lewis, great actor, yeah. but could not yeah. play Jeff Daniels. That's the in thing. Dumb like <laughs> to me, yeah, I'll go there. A real actor can can is is a true chameleon. Can do anything. Like and and I call I do call it the chameleon test. Like mm-hmm. as great as Daniel Day Lewis is, uh-huh. he could not play a part in Dumb and Dumber. Although you can take, although Jeff Daniels can do Dumb and Dumber and then blow our asses away in stuff like the newsroom where he's stoic and he's amazing mm-hmm. or yep. he's in speed or, yeah. or, or I'll go to Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey to me is an underrated because of all the shit he gets for being comedy. I think he can hang as a dramatic actor. Absolutely. You know, where, um, but at the same time, could, could the great dramatic actors that besmirch the Jim mm-hmm. Carrey's of the world come down and do Ace Ventura, come down and do Lloyd Christmas and they can't. Yeah. So that's, or they could, but they don't allow themselves to. Like they, Sean Penn. That's Sean it. Penn yeah. was a fantastic, funny actor right. in Fast Times. And yeah. then just never did that stuff again. Some guys can do both and do both convincingly, even if it's for shitty parts. Like, for example, Robert De Niro, to me, is... Oh, Robert De Niro hurts my soul because we all know Robert De Niro is one of the best actors, period. Word. And, and And his dramatic chops never have gone away. Uh, and he can prove it every now and then when they come out, like the Irishman and the things he's done late career here, even his small place in American Hustle, like his current last 10 year stuff when he wants to is good. But then at the same time, he's fucking making bad grandpa mm. and a zillion dumb, mm-hmm. I'm cashing a paycheck comedies. And he used to, I feel like, could do convincingly do both. But now when he does comedy, it's a character of Robert. It, it is. Well, that was what made meet the parents. So novel was that you were like, yeah. Oh shit. Uh, when he did analyze this and meet the parents, that yeah. was, that was the high point. I'm like, Holy shit. He can do comedy and he's brilliant. Right. Right. And other than like the old, um, Scorsese standup comedian one. Um, but that's a tragically underseen. Uncomfortable yeah, 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 role. Yeah, yeah. Like that is not a comedy. But that, but is that a- 90s <laughs> peak we're talking about. That's yeah. when De Niro was at his peak of his powers. Cause he could do it all. But now it's I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, and Pacino is the same way. Don't even way. get with Pacino and Jack and Jill. But my, but <laughs> Michael Caine's the same way. Like Michael Caine, brilliant comedian, has shown he can do drama. But now he's just cashing paychecks. Morgan Freeman, brilliant dramatic actor. We've seen it. He's cashing paychecks doing dumbass comedies. So it's 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 hard for me to see those people who can do both and have so much talent just I don't know make real crappy choices. Yeah, Eddie Murphy had him for years. He's coming uh, back, which is great, but ah, uh. is he trying? We've, we've had trying. this discussion. Dolomite's my name. I like bringing back all name, the way, but then I hated coming to coming yeah, well, good, to well, America. Maybe, see that, that now we're back to the cash grab. You know, yeah, yeah, just doing parts for the sake of doing parts. Yeah, I'll I'll be curious to see what it, is he. Are we still getting in Beverly Hills? I hope so. Four? I'll watch it. I'll watch it too. But if it's going to be, I know you though. If it's just going to be. Nostalgia checklist, the movie, like, like coming it. to America, you won't like it either. Give like me a hard R cop story, I'll like it. Yeah. Like the movies were. Yeah. All right, you got those are my two vacation and dumb and dumber. You got a top road movie? Um I or mean, a top road movie moment even? Well, we talk about best and favorites with you. I mean yes, sir. I would say that uh I'm gonna go with the two I said. I, I'm gonna yeah. go with my the best easy rider. Yeah. Favorite Jane Silent Bob Strike thing. Yeah. I just I could pop that on comfort movie, feels good. Mm-hmm. Other here, lightning round. Other little standouts come and get you all the time. Yes. So, 
we actually just watched a clip of this before because I wanted to show you. I had to remember. So I haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventures since I was since it was in the video age. So because mm-hmm. it came out in I think eighty five, I would have been three. Yeah. We probably rented it when I was four or five. And there's a scene with Large Marge. People <laughs> people will automatically be traumatized when they hear that name. I gotta look at the actress so, that yeah. later while we're talking. So Go I ahead. so I showed Don the clip and it's uh it's the only thing I remember about the movie. It's Tim Burton's directorial debut, I believe. I bet um, it would be. And it has a very Tim Burton moment where yeah. basically this, this uh, caustic, depressing, semi-truck driver woman yeah. is talking about horrible accidents. And then she turns her head and turns into this giant Tim Burton yeah, creation creature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so frightening. And it, it's literally left a mark on my brain. Mm-hmm. So I, that is a road movie. Yeah, uh, that, that is Alice work. Nunn. Mm-hmm. She is 83 and I believe still with us. That's pretty amazing. Oh, cool. Now, little moments for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know for most people's lists of road movies, it's always number one. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. There's a zillion mm-hmm. little moments there where they have fun. I think um, Steve Martin is too mean in that movie for me. That's a fair point. I don't think he's point. he's flawed like they don't make it's hard because we love steve martin so to see him play an asshole but he's so mean yeah that i I think it makes any redemption arc really hard that's fair that's Um, very because john candy is so nice Mm -hmm. it's almost like they needed to give uh, a softer edge to martin and and maybe a little bit of a harder edge to john candy but John Candy is... But it's a villainless movie, so it's difficult yeah. to get But he's that so there. sweet in that movie that when yeah. you see Martin treats him so bad, mm-hmm. it's really hard to like get that emotional connection at the end where it's like, hey, come home to have Christmas with us. It's right. Like, Why the fuck would I want to spend time with oh, you? No. You're an awful person. Oh, lightning round. <laughs> I love that you brought up Fanboys. Um, like you said, not the best movie, but a cool journey. Like if you were to put yourself in that journey. Queen and Slim, ballsy, amazing movie from a couple years Did back. You have here. Starman, let's... Starman, I put on there. That's John Carpenter film. Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good. Role. I almost said, "Oh, would that be a role movie I want to be on?" And I mean, don't get me wrong, Karen Black's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, Nancy Allen. No, the chick from um, Indiana Jones, Karen. Yeah, it's Karen Black. No, that's Nancy Allen. Nancy. Oh, Karen Man, Black I Nancy, is. I thought Nancy Allen is the chick from RoboCop. And Carrie. Oh, yeah. Is, that is it Ka- Allen? Karen Allen? We're mixing Karen the two Allen. together. There there we go. Go. I was going to say, because okay. Nancy Allen is yeah. uh, gorgeous, too. I've been day drinking, uh, people. I'm yeah, sorry about it's, that. It's all good. No, yeah. no. So we got to mix up there. Because I was going to yeah. say, Karen Black is the... Uh, Old school. Yeah. She's like the singer ditzy one who's been like, oh. five easy pieces. Right. And yep, yep, yep. She's an easy rider as well. That's um, uh, you know, um, See, we're making segues. You know, yeah. Making, making, yeah. making we a lot of horseshit. Even if we're falling down the stairs, we're still getting to a destination. All right. All right. But no, man. Um. Uh, so great to record with you in person. Thank you for absolutely. making the road trip here to Chicago. Uh, good luck today with your family affairs. Yeah, that. absolutely. And, I'm gonna uh, be full probably by the time I get there. I'm gonna be fat yeah, and hungry. I, I gotta take the you know my. To, I'll close the show with this little nugget here. Uh, for me, the first rule of travel is don't eat or drink anything you get at home. Will drunk texted me last night or drunk dialed me last night about he, I don't know if he was drunk, but he was <laughs> he was f- hungry texting me last night that he was in a drive through line to go to White Castle. I'm like, why the fuck would you go to White <laughs> Castle? Also, by the way, good road movie, Harold and Kumar. White I Castle. was going to say, that's a good one. And um, uh, yeah, one time obeyed, not so, not so much. much, though it has some great. Uh, yeah. Very specific post nine eleven humor that I appreciate. I agree with that. Uh, but, but no, no yeah. but you're 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 texting me last night or Facebook messaging me last night about being in the drive through line for White Castle, and I'm like, of all the places, White Castle. But then you covered yourself like we don't have those in Arizona. Well, then fine, 
first rule of travel. Don't eat or drink yeah. anything. You get Plus it was 1245 at night. What are you going to find? We had, yeah. we were, we had just got back from Michigan and watching a movie yeah. and we had, we had to get gas for the, it's a long story. Oh, I but know. the point is, is we went to like yeah. seven different places first that were closed. Mm -hmm. So then we were like, let's go to White Castle. Uh, thankfully yeah. for my heart, uh, White Castle was taking too long. We left, but, uh, but I'm going to fuck your heart up in about an hour here. So there's a <laughs> for the Chicagoans in the room here. Johnny's beef is the oh the God. top Italian beef in the city, or at least. But it's out here in the burbs over here in Elmwood Park. So uh, Anthony Bourdain, the late Anthony Bourdain, swore mm. by the place. It's the kind of uh, he would come to the city, eat here, and leave. He would not go to any Michelin star restaurant in the city. He's like, I want that fucking sandwich. Oh, okay, so we're wait. going there. We're going there. Nice. Um, hit us with the outro, man. All right. So you guys know what to do. Follow us on Twitter at Cinephile Fit and on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fits Podcast. Also find us both on Letterboxd. Thank you so much for your captive audience and social media participation. Uh, it just sounds so much more scripted when we're in person, doesn't it? It's, I because yeah. we're like talking right? to each other, looking uh -huh. each other in the eyes, and then, then I'm like reading Cinephile yeah, Hissy off Fits. of my laptop <laughs> in a kitchen table mounted on a refrigerator rack. It's, we'll get a picture of this setup here. <laughs> Cinephile Hissy Fits is a 25YL media podcast brought to you by RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Please visit, rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed this show. We have more where that came from. Oh, we can just pause video for that. a picture. Yeah, pause uh, picture. we have more where that came from with interesting hosts and wonderful guests. All available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite shows. Look at that. <laughs> nice. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com.